following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it is time for a fabulous Friday, a fabulous football Friday edition of Mick Shots. <laughs> Bill Jones along with Everson Walls and the star of our show, Mickey Spagnola. Mickey, how long have you been in the Dallas-Fort Worth market? Since the middle third, maybe, uh, of the 1984 season. So... You're younger in this market than both Everson and me. Yes, so you're, you're absolutely. You're the junior member of this, <laughs> of this group here. But were we As, all uh, working we in set... that year? <laughs> well, Everson was. I was. I know I was. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> and we're all working now. It's a working weekend. It's a football weekend. We've got one National Football League game under our belt last night in Kansas City. We've got the big one still to come. It's the marquee matchup of this weekend. It's the Cowboys and the Los Angeles Rams at brand new SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. And you'll note, what am I wearing? Uh-oh. I'm wearing Uh-oh. Here Super we go. Bowl cap. It's Super Bowl Bill is back for this edition <laughs> of Mix Shots. And by the end of this 45-minute show, I'm going to press you on making your Super Bowl predictions. This is Friday Super Bowl prediction day, and I will have mine by the end of the show as well. Well, we already have. That? I'm ready. I'll we already mine. we already have Mike McCarthy's because there's only one goal in the season, and that's to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I have one half of my pick. I already have one half of my pick. You have one half. And <laughs> one by, half. Yes. By, by two fifteen Central Time, you will have the other half of your. I pick. sure will. I sure will. <laughs> Guess I better start <laughs> rushing my thoughts. Over. <laughs> All right, Mickey, bring us up to speed on what's going on. We heard Mike McCarthy at 1030 this morning right here on DallasCowboys.com. And the uh, Cowboys uh, doing a non-traditional, although now it is traditional because it's the Mike McCarthy era, uh, Friday walkthrough of sorts, and then uh, a more strenuous workout on Saturday before the game on Sunday. Bring us up to speed on what you know out there at the Star inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio. Well, it's kind of quiet here because I think everybody that's in kind of the worker bee section of this place realized that there wasn't much going on today. So a lot of Mm -hmm. working from home, uh, it certainly looks like. Uh, But the Cowboys will uh, get to work today. Uh, it's a one-hour walkthrough uh, later this afternoon, uh, and then I, I see their itinerary for tomorrow, and the COVID testing, which is mandatory before the meeting begins on Saturday, it begins at 8 a, or no, wait, 6.30 to 8 a.m. in the morning. So oh it's no weekend for these uh, Dallas Cowboys, and they are scheduled to depart uh, the charter uh, site uh, out at DFW at 3 o'clock p.m. and head to LAX. So uh, that's kind of their schedule for these uh, next two days. And between, it sounded like between listening to Mike McCarthy between tonight and tomorrow's uh, team meeting, 
they will announce who this week's uh, team captains will be. Uh, and it sounds like it's a decision between uh, Mike McCarthy and his uh, assistant head coach, Rob Davis. So it's kind of a re weekly reward, it sounds like. And then they will choose the one person, because you only get one person to go out there for uh, the coin flip uh, from each team. No more five people huddling up, shaking hands, hugging, patting so each other on the back for social distancing. And he was <laughs> so whoever whoever draws the short straw has to go out. For yeah, the right. Exactly. <laughs> Tony Romo hated it. He hated going out there. He said, the last thing I want to do before I'm going to take a first snap is start fraternizing with somebody that's going to take my head off. Right. He said, I just I, I just hated it. And so the key question was, uh, Mike, are you a heads or a tails guy on the coin flip? And he goes, uh, I'm a tails guy. But they didn't follow up with the next question that needed to be answered, which is, do you take the ball or do you defer? So we'll see some of that mm, this weekend. Yeah. Serious stuff, right? I, I, hate, I hate deferring. I, to me, if you win a toss, you go out there with your offense and you drive it right down the field. I, I hate how we have to make this, you know, we have to make this statement early in the game. Our defense is going to go out there and stop them. That can backfire so badly on you sometimes. I don't think it's worth the risk. If you have a chance to, to get the ball, you get the ball and you go score. To me, that's how you make a statement. I never understood that whole thing about, you know, trying to intimidate the other team because my defense is so amazing. That stuff can go and, that stuff can go and turn on you so fast. You'll be behind before you know it. I, didn't, I never did like it. I, and you know what? I, I'm, I'm absolutely with you. It's like, why would you give the other team to put you in a hole before you ever touch the football, right? <laughs> At least give Silly, yourself man. a chance. I, I get it. Now, I, I, I did somewhat understand uh, Jason Garrett's thinking on that when he would say he would defer when he was on the road because the home crowd would be all fired up and everybody's yelling and screaming and they're in their seats. And he goes, and, you know, you, you, your offense may malfunction because of all the noise. And he goes, but if you get the ball to start the second half, most of the people aren't back in their seats after going to get something to eat and drink. <laughs> and it's not as noisy as it would be to start the game. So there, there, there was now some when you, reason when you to think his about madness. That when you think about that logic, uh, I, still see, I still see it backfiring. If you get the ball... Uh, after, let's say, their offense goes down and scores, you're going to have the same noise. Right. Now, in fact, it might raise a, a decimal even if you get it either way on the second drive of the game. It really doesn't matter. By the time, the, by the time you get to the second half, you might be down by three scores already. So, no, still doesn't make any sense. And think about this. Even with the kickoff now and everybody gets excited and they're standing and clapping, and then it's a touchback. <laughs> and, it, and it just it Which deflates is pretty much it every deflates, kickoff. Yeah, it deflates the start of the game. <laughs> Remember for the kickoff, everybody get up and they wave their white towels, and then it's a touchback. Oh yeah. Well, uh, what do the analytics say though? Oh well, that's most important. Here he goes. I think you, you have us, it, Will. Will. Uh, <laughs> well, what, what do what do they say? What? I have no clue. You should, I would say, I would say the analytics say 
do not defer. That's what I would say. Well, I think there's a lot of people who will disagree with you on that, that you defer giving, the, uh, giving your team a chance to have the ball to start. And the reason that they do that is so that you can double up on possessions. At the end of the first half, you, you know you're getting the ball to start the second half and you can steal an extra possession. Well, what makes you think the That's rotation of possessions is going to turn out that way? There's, there's no guarantee <laughs> right. you're going to have two in a row. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But yeah, yeah anyway, I don't like that. I think I, I, I don't I'm, like I, it. I'm monitoring on uh, Periscope. Anyone who wants to chime in on the old coin toss decision, <laughs> or if you have a Super Bowl 54 <laughs> prediction, which by the way, Super Bowl 54 will be on my network once again this year on CBS this year. Jim Nance and Tony Romo. So we know Tony Romo is making it to the Super Bowl this year. Will Finally, after all this time. Way, way to go, Tony. <laughs> 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 you just made it with the wrong team. I'm sorry. All right, Mickey, yes. give, us, give us what you know about an injury report, although things are going to be up in the air with this new practice schedule that we've got uh, right. as far as the coach been able to see uh, injured players play throughout the week. Well, the only thing we're going to find out is what happened uh, after yesterday's practice, right? Because the injury report today will be uh, they'll they'll put in parentheses a uh, a prediction or an assumption because the practice will be on Saturday, and you don't have to update it on Saturday. Uh, so. Uh, as of uh, yesterday's practice, Chidabe Awuzie full both days, Wednesday, Thursday. Mari Cooper full both Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, Luke Gifford limited uh, both days, and Jordan Lewis did not participate both days, and that probably uh, won't change. So, uh, and you know, there's a lot of talk: Will Brandon Carr be active or inactive? And uh, Jerry kind of skirted the situation. Mike McCarthy said, well, we'll make those decisions on, on Saturday. Uh, but I, I just think without a training camp and he's only been out there two days, uh, I don't know that they use a roster spot uh, for him uh, or I should say a game day roster spot because you wouldn't promote him to the 55 if he wasn't going to be on the 48. So uh, that one hasn't been clarified yet. but. I, I somehow kind of doubt that he would be ready to go after two and a half practices. And the, and the Rams are pretty you know, much healthy, about the, too, by the way. This thing about the Saturday practice, the thing about the Saturday practice, I started thinking about that last night and, and uh, how they might have a little bit more of an uptick uh, than most teams have on a Saturday. You know, what if you have a player out there with a gimpy ankle or, you know, that, that growing not quite where you want it to be, but you're going to give it a try anyway. And you go out there and you're, 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 you're an integral part of the, say, third down defense. And you go out there and, and just go out there and screw something up. You screw up that same injury, you re-aggravate it. Uh, what happens then? I mean, what if, what if it, it affects you know, his movement and he's really may not say he's out for the game, but he may be extremely questionable in his own mind because now he has just re-injured himself. I wonder if McCarthy has had that kind of issue uh, in the past, and what would he do if he had that issue in the future? I, and I pray that he doesn't. But well, that could be a real possibility because on, on Fridays, 
you know, we kind of chilled on Fridays, but you still had guys going for the ball. And when you're talking about muscle injuries and, and these limb injuries, then that something could reoccur uh, on that Saturday, and that could be disastrous. Sort of like when you guys went to Denver in, was it 85 or 86? And, uh, that was 86. Danny, Danny White pulled up lame after running down for conditioning on uh, special <laughs> right. teams. And then I think Randy White hurt himself also. <laughs> Somehow I remember I mean, all that I, stuff. <clears throat> and you yeah, end up getting I, I beat too, it as by well. the way. <laughs> well, it, it, I, you know, we, uh, we weren't really uh, in the hunt that year anyway. Was that 86, I believe no, it was? No, yeah, that was, that was yeah, the season up, you started off 6-2. and two. Yeah, you're, you things were going oh, well, great now, until Danny's Remember injury. until Danny that uh, fractured his wrist? He sure did. He sure did. Had no, the number that, one offense so in the that league. Happen. Yeah. That, that, that certainly could happen. So you, you have to wonder uh, if you can do it on a Friday, you can do it on a Saturday. Well, it's, of course, it, it should be. Saturday, a, it'll be a contactless practice. I mean, that's a one-hour uh, kind of no-padded practice, remember. So... But it could mm-hmm. happen. You never know when somebody pulls a muscle. Okay. Hey, yeah, Everson. Once again, it's, it, go ahead, Bill. Go ahead. Yeah, what, what do you think of, uh, of McCarthy's tradition of uh, not having permanent team captains uh, for the entire season and doing it week to week? You know, that's something very different. Uh, I never cared much about uh, who the captain was uh, because from year to year it would change. But if you're going from week to week, it does kind of seem like a – Unnecessary ritual, I guess you might call it, from week to week. Uh, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't think anyone would really care about it. When you're a captain for the entire season, you know, that's that's a badge that you keep for the entire season. You know, if you're just a captain for a week, I don't know. That's that just seems kind of uh, so abbreviated. Obviously, uh, I think that it is something that's a, a bit unnecessary. To have to really, you know, you and the, the, the assistant coach get together and, and pick a captain every week. Uh, I, I, no, I, I don't think much about it at all, Bill. That's a long way to say I don't and, care and, for it. And, well, and Mickey, uh, and the other part of that is uh, most teams, it, it's like the, uh, the teammates vote on the captains. And, or at least they have a large say in, uh, or they think they have a large say. <laughs> <laughs> who knows for sure once, who, who's actually tabulated the uh, teammates' votes. Uh, the, the coaches have the final say on who those captains are, but they like to, uh, to make the players think that they had a say in who the I captains are. I got a story are. for you, Bill. I have a story. Well, let, let's <laughs> you know Coach Landry. You know Coach Landry did not care. Uh-huh. I recall we wrote the names down on paper. I don't know if you were there yet, Spags. We wrote all our answers down on paper on who won this. So you got all these little slits of paper with names on them. And we gave them all to Coach Landry. And before he ended the meeting, he, put, he took all of them and he balled them up in his hand, <laughs> put them in his pocket, and said, I'll let you know. <laughs> we'll let you guys know who the captain is. After we count so these, as right? As you said it. <laughs> just like you said, Bill. We thought we knew who the cap. We thought we were voting for captains, but no, we were not. It was, it was merely just you know 
uh, just a little dressing on the on the side. That's all it was. So Mike <laughs> and McCarthy. Randy Lowhouse asked on Periscope, can someone be named captain on multiple occasions? I would imagine a, so. Why uh, not? 16 game season. There's everybody on the team's going to be a captain if you don't have multiple cap uh, chances. And then you, you, what about the guy that never gets to be picked? Well, right? then I he's going to feel bad. <laughs> But think you about worry it. About that. Think about it. It's only a one-day designation, and then it disappears after the game, right? It's not like they put a C yeah. But if, if on I'm that guy sweater. that never got picked, if I'm not if I'm that guy that never got picked, then I never got picked. I didn't even get picked for a day. Well, you're only going to have 32 of them, right? Somebody's not going to get picked. <laughs> well, and we don't know uh, how superstitious Mike McCarthy is. If the Cowboys, you know, name their three captains this week and they win by 30 points, the same three captains are going out the next week, aren't they? <laughs> so wait, is it is it one or three? Two, is it one or three. He said two. Oh, one it's two. I thought I thought well, he said three. I thought well, okay. maybe he did. Maybe there's a special teams guy. Uh, but he said, "Yeah, the offense, defense, and specialty." He looks at it as promoting uh, leadership, like giving different guys to learn to be leaders. So you're a leader on uh, game day. By the way, as a public service announcement, uh, so we got two screens in here, right, in the podcast studio, and we're on one screen, and there was a game being played on the other, and I was kind of looking at it, and it was San Francisco, and I was like, "Well, who are they playing?" And every play. So it turned out to be a highlight uh, uh, clip. Every play, 99 was sacking the quarterback. 99 was Alden <laughs> Smith, by the way. And I was going to say, un- I know that number. <laughs> unbelievable. This must have been his second season when he had like 19 sacks. Uh, they, they, they can't stop him. And, and right now they just rushed – uh, the Bears with a three-man line. All three guys in San Francisco were standing up, and all three guys met in the end zone at the quarterback. By the way, so wow. Uh, okay, he, he was amazing. Well, yep, <laughs> and we're gonna find out on Sunday night how amazing he is after a few years off, and it's gonna be interesting to see how much playing time Alden Smith gets against the Rams. All right, we're just getting started on this edition of Mick Shots. Mick will give us an update on how that Niners-Bears game is going (laughs) in uh, just a moment. And uh, we'll dive into the matchups. And later, it's our picks to click on Sunday night at SoFi Stadium in L.A. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. Make the most of summer with Ford, America's best-selling brand during the Ford Summer Sales Event. With great offers on a huge selection of Ford SUVs and the largest selection of truck inventory to choose from. Get huge offers across the Ford lineup. So grab the family and head out. Ford's helping you make the most out of summer. It's easier now during the Ford Summer Sales Event. Based on 2019 calendar year total sales. Based on auto data compact and full-size stock inventory as of June 2020. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? 
Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Back, back, back to Mick Shots. Just got recovered. <laughs> All right, Cinema Drive-Ins brings the classic nostalgia of a drive-in movie to the star in Frisco. Enjoy all the features of these timeless outdoor theaters in a safe and innovative environment brought into the 21st century with the latest technologies, stunning visuals, and the latest and greatest Hollywood blockbusters. New movies are featured every weekend in the Gaylord lot at the Star in Frisco. For details, visit thestarinfrisco.com. As we continue here on Mix Shots, Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola, who uh, continues to follow the, uh, is it the Niners and the Bears that you're watching there in the SWBC <laughs> Mortgage Studio there, Mickey? It is on right now, and he just sacked him for a seven-yard loss. Who Campbell, what was the quarterback? So all, Jason Campbell. Jason Campbell, yeah. And he's going to sack go. him. I don't even right remember there. that guy. So this is yeah, on I, NFL I don't even Network. remember Jason Campbell. Everson, uh, you know, uh, you played for Bill Parcells, and, um, you know, he would talk about distractible players. You know, he'd talk about if he had a cornerback who wasn't attentive to what was going on in the field, he's looking up in the stands or whatever. Oh, well, Mickey is the ultimate distractible player in Bill Parcells' uh, mind because he we got to turn off those TV monitors when we're doing the show, Mickey. I'm multitasking, and by the way, the screen is right next to the camera I'm looking at. So I got one eye on the camera and one eye on the screen. All right, and he's, doing, he's have... doing a little bit of research as that's well, right. Bill. I mean, yeah, I mean, right. Alden Smith is the guy that he's looking at. So yeah, that's so that's what that's he's good. doing. I I hope that this uh, carries over into the game on on Sunday night. That would be really really nice. Did you guys have one eye at least on the Thursday night game, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans? And if so, what did you take out of that game? That uh, yeah, I did have one eye on. You're right. I had the I had LeBron in one eye. I had Mahomes on the other eye. So yeah, you're <laughs> right. I had to I had to take a look at my Lakers and see what was going on. I, I the game pretty much uh, went the way I thought it would. Uh, you know, Mahomes doing this thing, uh, the touchdowns piling up. Uh, I knew that they were going to struggle offensively in Houston. Uh, as much as uh, I love Deshaun Watson, uh, I think they stripped him of all of his weapons. I really do. When, when they took Hopkins away, uh, they don't have a good running game. You know, this is the kind of thing that just kind of leads to disaster. And I, I can see Deshaun Watson 
running all over the place trying to save his own life, just like he's done the past, really the past two years. And, and one of those games was against the Cowboys. I didn't think he would finish the game because we were just laying him out. And he actually came back and won that game against Dallas, if I'm not mistaken. But to put him through all of that that he goes through, uh, offensive line is average. Uh, they don't pass block well. He's going to be on the run for his entire, uh, this entire season, and they're going to make him earn that money. He deserved it, and he's going to earn it. I had an eye and a half on Jamie Benn and a half an eye on Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I had two TVs going at once. <laughs> yep, and the Dallas Stars came through for you with a victory. They got a 2-1 lead in that Western Conference uh, final. Go Stars! Go Stars! Uh, you know what? At the time, though, that the Chiefs selected Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out of LSU, I said, what a great draft pick that was late in the first round. And uh, first game in the NFL, uh, he showed what a great pick he, he was in uh um, I, you know, I, I don't think it would be a surprise to anyone. He's going to have a huge season for Kansas City if he stays healthy. Yeah, not just late in the first round, that late in the first round when Last they pick. were picking, right? And they get him. He was shredding the Texans' defense, just shredding them. They couldn't stop him. So I saw that. Much. Right. So, and I saw the beginning yeah. of so the let's, game uh, and all that too. All right. So. Let's, uh, let's fast forward to Sunday night. What are our expectations on Sunday night when the Cowboys uh, take on the Rams? Um, just off the top, what, what is the, what's the big thing you're going to be looking for? Mickey, let's start with you. Well, I think there will be two big things I'll be looking for. Uh, how well that Cowboys right tackle uh, functions uh, in place of Lael Collins. And then can this team play the run effectively we 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 get all fired up about their ability to rush the quarterback that's why we are talking about Alden Smith uh, Everson Griffin uh, a, a big sack guy in Minnesota but can they stop the run like they did when they played uh, the Rams at AT&T Stadium in what was it game I think 13 uh, game 14 mm -hmm. at the end of the season and they held them to 22 yards rushing I know they've got different running backs now and they're, you know, have changed the offense a little, but they've got to be able to stop the run to earn the right to rush the quarterback. One thing I, I'm looking forward to is um, not just uh, winning, of course, but how we win. Uh, I'd love to see the approach that the coaches take in regards to the game plan. Because let's, let's face it, we had so much talent last year defensively and offensively uh it was a letdown on both sides even though offensively we had numbers off the chart a lot of those were in comeback situations and desperate come from behind situations unfortunately uh i'd love to see uh if the predictability is going to still be there is it going to look the same of course we have the same plays there's no doubt about it uh, we have a lot of the same players, the same system. We've got, you know, great talent. But how are we going to coach them? How are we going to manage uh, offensively? How are we going to do in the red zone? Are we going to be just as ineffective as we were last year? And uh, you talk about defensively. Will we able to be able to stop the run 
Will we be able to get off the field? I love the stats that we had last year defensively. Yeah, great stats, but that didn't add up to wins. Can we stop someone on third downs? Can we stop the run when we need it, when we need to? Uh, and so that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. Our, our play calls, not just offensively, but how aggressive are we going to be defensively, not just against the run, but how aggressive are we going to be against the pass in these key situations? I, I hope that this uh, coaching change, I hope we can see the change in the coaching because we know what we've always had the talent. I want to see the change in the coaches. Vicky, let me ask you, um, you know, what the, the key thing that happened, I think, in the preseason was Gerald McCoy going down in the first, um, first padded practice uh, at that defensive tackle position. How do you think it's going to manifest itself uh, on Sunday night inside with the inside players? Obviously, Don Terry Poe is a key free agent acquisition as well, uh, but, but what, how do you think that the Cowboys are going to uh, be able to compensate for what they expected going into this preseason? They would have a six-time Pro Bowler and Gerald McCoy in there. Now what are they going to do? Yeah, and I'm not straddling the fence here, but I think you're going to see a committee uh, at that three technique. You're, you're going to see Tristan Hill. Uh, you're going to see Tyrone Crawford. Uh, and I think at times you could even see Everson Griffin uh, moving inside and, and have a defensive front with Alden Smith, Everson Griffin, Demarcus Lawrence, and then you just pick the other guy that's that's in there. Uh, I, I, and it might be Crawford. Who knows? Um, so uh, I think you're going to see a combination of guys. And I thought you would have seen a combination of guys even if McCoy uh, was there. Because, you know, if you watch some of his game tape from last year, he wasn't that destructive. Uh, he wasn't the guy that went to six uh, consecutive Pro Bowls uh, in Tampa Bay. So uh, I, I think that they'll, they'll mix it up, and they've got enough versatile, flexible players uh, to be able to compensate for his absence. You know, usually when you're dealing with older players, uh, it takes them a little while to, to get revved up. You know, usually the second part of the season, that's when they play well. I was looking forward to McCoy being that guy. I didn't look for much uh, input from him uh, early part of the season. I thought he would be that guy when we needed him to come through and make plays, kind of like Rondo does for the Lakers. That's what I was looking forward to McCoy doing for us, a guy that was going to come through and be just instrumental uh, when we really needed him We're going down the stretch. And I have to say, Bill, uh, the thing that is going to be glaring in this game is how well the Cowboys do on special teams. I'm really looking forward to that. You know, you could have a good punter, which we do have. We've been very consistent in our punt game for years and years here in Dallas. But I would love to see us have a return game. If we could have a great punt return game, you just don't, you, you will understand how much of a difference that could make in, in, in the outcome of a ball game. That's just one score you don't have to worry about. That's a one or two, three or four first downs that you don't have to worry about as you start your offensive uh, drive. So that's special teams. We made a big deal about it when we first uh, uh, had the coaches come over. Uh, I I'm looking forward to seeing a difference all the way around, not just in the punt game, 
but in the punt return game as well. Mickey, do you think C.D. Lamb's going to return punts? Uh, yes. I don't know that it'll be all of them. Uh, they may do it uh, in a situation where when they've got what you would call uh, basically an offensive return, meaning the, the, the Rams are kicking from deep in their own territory where they've got to make sure they yep. keep guys yep. in to block. Uh, I could see you putting him out there standing on the, you know, 30, 40, 50 yard line if you get that opportunity. And then if yep. there's a safe kick, then maybe you send Cedric Wilson out there and you just say, okay, just catch it. Uh, and, and they've employed that before. I know I don't know if John Fossil uh, looks at it that way or not, but uh, I, I do think you'll you'll utilize his ability to run with the football. Uh, you know, I was expecting a little. I must admit, God. I, I was going to say I was go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say ahead. last night I was expecting more sloppy special teams just because they can't practice it. Uh, but I didn't see any glaring mistakes. Um, but I, I, I was sort of expecting that because, you know, while you can do eleven on eleven, you do special teams. You're just going down there and kind of brother-in-lawing everything. You're not, you know, tackling anybody or trying to break tackles or block somebody to the ground. And this will no preseason. This will be their first opportunity to do all this in you know, live football. You know, when you, when, you do, when you try and have a good return in that situation, Spags, you really have to be careful. A holding penalty can be very damaging on punt returns. So as much as I'm looking for some superlatives from my uh, returns uh, specialist, I'd love to just, at times, see some mistake-free ball. Because when you put yourself in a hole after a, a, a holding call, and, and instead of starting somewhere around the, the 35, and now all of a sudden you're deep in your own territory at the 10, that makes a big difference in the drive. And these are the kind of things that you really don't, you don't want to really test your offense right now in this type of situation. You want, you, you want to win these games by being smart and by making the plays that are open to you. You want to be opportunistic. You don't want to have to get up there and be in, in one of those uh, uh, controlled, chaotic environments right now. I think the Cowboys need to be as even-keeled as possible with, and try and play as mistake-free football as they can. And you're talking about safe catches? According to what you guys told me about C.D. Lamb and how he catches that ball, I put him back there for a safe catch as well. Wilson can stay over on the sidelines. If I have a guy that can catch the ball like that, he's going to be the one back there catching the ball. I don't care where it is on the field. You know, and, and last year, you, know, you, you make a good point on the penalties, on, on punt returns, because it was almost 50-50 if there would not be a holding call uh, on the punt return. And I got to the point where it was like, Either catch it, fair catch, no return, or just let the ball roll till it stops. Because I'm tired of seeing holding yep. penalties or blocking penalties uh, on the return. And and yeah, and you know, without being able to go full speed and do this stuff, that very well could happen. So, and that's serious penalty because you negate whatever return yardage you get because you start the 10 yard loss from where you caught the ball. So. Sometimes it's a 20, 30 yard of Bill Parcells' hidden yardage uh, that takes place. <laughs> and as Bill says, right, I don't coach time. penalties, it's you know. 
Hey, it's crunch time when we come back here on Mix Shots. It's time to make our picks not only for Sunday night, but our picks to click for the entire season when we come back on Mix Shots. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women who get together every week, proudly wearing the star, to share a three-hour-long ritual of cheering, shouting at the TV, and raising their Miller light together while yelling, how about them boys? You call it Miller Time and Cowboys Nation. Here's to the only beer of the Cowboys celebrating 60 years of greatness. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back, back, back to Mick Shots. Now, more than ever, the Cowboys want to recognize our fans and everything you do to make football, well, football. As part of the NFL Fan of the Year contest, we're launching a search for one extraordinary Cowboys fan who is a positive influence and or inspires others through their love of the game. Visit NFL.com slash fan of the year now to learn more and nominate yourself or others for a chance to be named NFL fan of the year. Wow, that was good, Spags. I guess Friday does well for you. Hey. Is that what it is? Friday and then Saturday and Sunday I get even better. <laughs> All right. All right. And now time for our picks to click and uh, – Mickey, uh, my pick-to-click this season for the Cowboys is a guy by the name of Tank Lawrence. Demarcus Lawrence, I think, is going to have a huge season. And uh, as we kick off this segment, uh, Demarcus Lawrence probably is a pretty happy man, isn't he, right right about now? Well, that's a good point there, Bill, because uh, (laughs) they just turned uh, $15 million of his base salary into a restructured signing bonus. Uh, so instead of having to wait the entire year to get paid his $16.9 million 
base salary in 17 installments. They just handed him $15 million in signing bonus, reduced his base salary to $1.9 million, uh, his cap hit to $9.9 million, uh, and then they spread that signing bonus uh, over the next five years of his contract, so $3 million a year, to create more money uh, uh, available in the cap this year uh, that they can uh, use. It created $12 million more, and then if you don't use it this year, you can put it in the pile for 2021 when there's an expectation uh, of the salary cap going down because of the downturn of revenue with teams not having uh, fans in the stands or the majority of the teams mm -hmm. not having any fans in the stands because of the COVID. So uh, they did put a, uh, a ceiling on the drop uh, in, in, in uh, league revenue for the cap at 175 million. So say it's 175 and you roll over 20, you get it back to close to where it was or is, uh, I should say, this year. Okay, as far as this game, let's start with this game, and then we'll we, and we got five minutes left here. So, I want here's what I want. I want your uh, pick for the game and your picks to click in this game, and then we're going to do it for the season. How about that? So okay. So it's sort of rapid fire here. Everson, let's. Uh, you want to start here? Start us off with who's going to win this game? Give us a score and uh, maybe a key to victory and a pick to click. You're talking the Cowboys game, of course. Cowboys Rams. <laughs> Cowboys Rams. I'm looking for the playing this week. <laughs> Grambling is playing. <laughs> Grambling's playing in the spring. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. So I, I think we're talking Cowboys then. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking for the game. Uh, I think the Cowboys will control the game. Uh, let's go with a store a score. I would say 24 to 10. Cowboys win. And uh, the guy that I think could stand out in this game, I think he's going to have a great year as well, Michael Gallup. I think Michael Gallup is going to really stand out this year. He's going to continue his improvement from uh, over last year because a great year last year. So, yeah, that's, my, that's it for me. You see how right, very good, Mickey. I'll go ahead and give. I'll give. I'll give mine, and we'll. Uh, I thought you already gave us Demarcus. I thought you already gave us Demarcus Lawrence. No, no, that's for the season. Demarcus oh, Lawrence. okay. I got the. <laughs> uh, my pick for to win the game. I'm picking the Cowboys to win. A pretty high scoring game. I'll go 30 to 27. And I've got the former Ram Greg Zerline kicking the game winning field goal as time expires. <laughs> 30 to 27, the Cowboys uh, win. You had and to be dramatic, didn't you, Bill? And, you and, just and, had to. It's also got to have a storyline with it. That's my storyline. And uh, my uh, pick to click, I'm going to go with. Um, I'll go with Everson Griffin in this game. That uh, we'll we'll see some big time plays from Everson Griffin, matched up against 38-year-old Andrew Whitworth. Interesting, interesting. So either what you, you think, either you listen to my fan report prediction at 12:20 or 12:30, <laughs> uh, which I did not, or we're <laughs> or we're thinking alike. We have a lot of coordination, cross, cross my, I hope show, that. right? Because I predicted that. Greg Zerline would kick the winning field goal, a walk-off field goal for the Cowboys to win 24-21. And the reason I picked 24-21, 12-30, 12-30, 12-30, 12-30, 12-30, 12-30, 12-30, 12-30, 12-30, 12-30, 12-30, 12-30, 12-30, 12-30, 12-30, 12-30, 12
29 years ago, that was the last time I think I got one of these scores right when the Cowboys beat the Redskins <laughs> at RFK Stadium. And I had predicted a 24-21 victory, right? I don't think I've ever hit another one since. So uh, watch out for that. And as the pick-to-click in the game, I'm going to go with one and unsuspected candidate, Ezekiel Elliott. He's going to hilare him. He he did that last year, too, didn't he? Yes, he did. All right, there you go. That's good. I like that. Okay, as for the season. All right, first off, who wins the NFC East? Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah, I got the Cowboys winning the NFC East. And the trend will continue, which has gone for 15 years, a different winner of the NFC East every single year. All right, who are you, who are your Super Bowl teams? Uh, Everson, you had you said you had a half of one uh, when uh, we started this show. You got it all figured out now. Yeah, I, I do believe uh, last year's disappointments is weighing heavily on this team's mind. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens. I think they're going to make it this year. Uh, I think Lamar is, is just going to improve even more. Uh, I think he's going to be more in tune with his wide receivers. That defense is always amazing. Love the coach, of course, Harbaugh. You just can't do – he's one of those guys that he'll do all he can to get his team to the Super Bowl, even if it means going on fourth and five during the first quarter of, any ga- of every game. He's going to get there no matter what. So I say Cowboys versus Ravens in the Super Bowl. And who wins? Cowboys, of course. Okay. I'll give you a score. I'll give you a score. I'll give you a score. Cowboys win 20 to 16 in the Super Bowl. I got right. you. Mark it down, Chris. All right. And, uh, which is a kind of a throwback to the first Cowboys Super Bowl ever when they lost to Baltimore 16 to 13. But this time they beat Baltimore. They get that extra touchdown and win it 20 to 16. All right. Bob Lilly, Bob Lilly can hold on to his helmet this time. He doesn't have to throw it down the field. That's right. Or at the TV screen. All right. <laughs> okay, Mickey, your turn. Quick, let's go. Uh, Cowboys, I said they win the East. Uh, they make it to the NFC title game. They'll lose to the Saints, and it'll be the Saints and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And who wins? Saints. All right, you got the Saints winning the Super Bowl. I've got I'm a, combina- a combination of both your picks. I've got the Cowboys winning the East, the Cowboys go to the Super Bowl, and they play the Dallas Texans in the Super Bowl. It's an all-Dallas Super Bowl against Despite how they looked last night, right? Texans. And and so we might as well, if we're going to keep drinking the Kool-Aid, we might as well gulp it all down with my Super Bowl cap on. On CBS 11 in Dallas, the Cowboys win the Super Bowl over Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. There you have it. We're on the record. There you go, baby. Mark it down. We can look at this at the end of the season. All right. Enjoy the game, everybody, and we will see you again on Monday to wrap it all up at 1.30 Monday here on Mix Shots. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?